Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Mike here, and I recorded episode 101 a couple of days ago. This is Saturday, October the 12th, right now. I'm talking, and uh, I just wanted to congratulate the Washington Mystics on their 2019 WNBA championship, the first ever in franchise history. And uh, I just wanted to give a big shout out to them. I talked about it a little bit in the episode. Uh, that was recorded on Thursday, but that was before the game even started. But I just wanted to let y'all know, man. Shout out to the Mystics. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to send my congratulations their way. Um, also, I'm kind of in between a couple of NFL games. I'm kind of stuck between the Cardinals and the Falcons game. I kind of want to lean Cardinals due to some new information about uh, Desmond Trufant, the starting cornerback on the Falcons. And he may not play, hasn't practiced all week. And then uh, another game I'm iffy about is the Rams and Cardinals. Original picks were Falcons, uh, but I may go Cardinals. And the other pick, uh, I think I'm going to still rock with the Rams. It's kind of tough to see them lose three in a row. But, uh, yeah, that's it, man. hope you guys enjoy episode 101. Peace. Ben Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot, I want to welcome my audience to episode number 101 of Curry in the Pot. I'm back again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back here with another episode. Uh, This is Mike Curry, and this is episode number 101. I want to thank everybody last week for all the love and the support on episode number 100. That was a really huge deal for me, a big milestone for me. And I really just want to thank everybody who made it special. Um, If you heard it, I'm sure a lot of you have. But uh, for everybody to send me a voice memo and help me put that in the episode, thank you so much. Uh, Jalen Hunter, uh, Tykira Carter, Courtney Tate, uh, B. Jones, my guy Darius, my boy Zeke, um, Xavier Wary, host of the Other Side Podcast. And of course, the 13-year-old Phenom, soon to be 14-year-old Phenom Bank. Uh, Shout out to all of you guys that played a key part in that episode. I really do appreciate it. Honestly and truly. Um, but we're here with another episode. Uh, last week, that's in the past. And I'm here to, you know, bring you guys some new content. Uh, b- before I hop into week five in the NFL and predict week six, I got to talk about what's been going on in other sports. Uh, the NBA, we got preseason happening right now. Um, Zion Williamson has been impressive, but I got to see it when it really matters. Uh, LeBron and AD had a nice first game. They just had another game today, uh, this morning over in China. Um, you know, I'm happy that the NBA is back, but I can't really, really get into it until the games start counting. You know what I'm saying? And even then, it's still kind of hard for me because, I mean, yeah, games count, but you know, like that midseason form is what I'm really anticipating. But I'm excited the NBA is going to be back because this is going to be one of the biggest and best NBA seasons we had in a long time. It really is from top to bottom. There's a lot of good teams. Uh, there's been a dramatic improvement, uh, especially for teams in the West. Um, but it's just going to be a lot, a lot of fun, man. Um, also, I want to dive into baseball, MLB. Um, the American League Championship Series, um, only one team is clinched, that's the Yankees, but we have a deciding game five between the Astros and the Rays. Should be a really good game, man. And then on the NL side, the National League side, the Washington Nationals have clinched their first ever 
National League Championship Series berth. And shout out to the Nats, man. Shout out to Howie Kendrick for the huge grand slam and extra innings last night. Uh, Juan Soto played a big part. Rendon, Anthony Rendon, who's been probably the Nats' best player this season and also a candidate for NL MVP. Uh, shout out to the Nats, man. I really, really want to see a Nats and Yankees World Series. If that happens, I will have to go check out a game in Nats Park, man. But sh big shout out to the Nats. They will play the St. Louis Cardinals in the National League Championship Series, too. And the Cardinals have been a good team, man. They've been like one of them sleeper teams. But that goes to show you that I've really been doing my research. I've really been diving in because you guys know when I took that hiatus, it was a couple of months. And I, I was watching WNBA and baseball. I was really getting myself ready for this time of year because October, as you all know, or as you should know, this is playoff time in, in baseball. They always call it the hunt for October. So I was really getting myself familiar with, you know, all the really good teams. And, you know, of course, the sleeper teams, you know, you're always going to have your Yankees, uh, Red Sox, who didn't make the playoffs this year, but your Dodgers. Um, but you always got competitive teams like the Nats. But a sleeper team this year was like the Cardinals for real. And uh, the Rays are always competitive. The Astros are really good this year. I'm just really, really excited um, that not only am I watching baseball, but I'm really watching it. And, I'm, and I feel good enough to talk about it and tell you guys about it and spread awareness to it. So uh, if you're in the DMV area, for sure, I know a lot of you guys are that listen to this. But make sure you guys check out the Nats, man, in the next round in the championship series, man. Make sure y'all check it out. Also in the DMV, WNBA, the final game of the season. We have the Connecticut Sun and the Washington Mystics. These two teams were the two best teams in all of women's basketball pretty much the entire way through the season. Um, Washington was the one seed. Connecticut was the two seed, literally right on their heels all season. And we have a deciding game five, last game of the season in D.C., and you guys know I'm rooting for the Mystic, but it should be a really good game, man. The Connecticut Sun, they got some ballers. Courtney Williams, Alyssa Thomas, Jonquil Jones. They have a lot of talent on the Mystic side. Obviously, the reigning MVP, Elena Deladon, who just won the MVP. Also joined the 50-40-90 club. And uh, Emma Meeserman has been a baller for the Mystics. I'm really, really excited. And I wish I wasn't giving you guys this episode I wish, I wish I can give it to you guys today because I really, really want you guys to watch it. But I will be tweeting and telling everybody that's a part of my audience and even reaching out to you guys individually. Please watch the WNBA, man. You guys don't understand. And even if you're in the DMV too, please watch the Mystics, man. They need all the love and support. But for people to watch the WNBA, I needed to get more views. I need it. I need it. I really do need it, man. These women need it, man. Because after this season, once this game is over... Uh, a lot of these women are going to be going right overseas. Most of them are. And that's unfortunate because their season isn't long enough. They're not making the money that they should be making. And so many other issues. But please watch this game. Uh, obviously, you guys are going to hear it tomorrow. But like I said, I will be reaching out to you guys. We'll be tweeting about it, man. This is a big game for the Mystics, man. They're looking to win their first ever WNBA championship. I will be tuned in. I will be at the bowling alley, but I will be watching uh, it's a crapshoot for Thursday Night Football, but yeah. So, let's switch gears. <laughs> Let me switch gears to this. And uh, let's go to NFL Week 5. Uh, I really, really, again, I want to thank you guys uh, for last week. Um, all you guys to send in questions. Just thank everybody that's been rocking with me. Uh, but let's go to our regularly scheduling program. And let's talk about Week 5 in the NFL. I went 10-5 and five on the picks. And... 
anytime you can crack double digits with the picks, I think that is great. Um, obviously, I want to go like I want to. I want to get like thirteen right a week, man. I really be striving to do that. And uh, sometimes I'm at a disadvantage. But let's hop into these picks, man. So last Thursday night, we had the Rams and the Seahawks. Seahawks were at home. And this game was really good, man. It literally came down to the end. Greg Zerline missed a field goal. A field goal that he usually makes. A 44-yard field goal. Greg the leg usually makes those and knocks those right down the middle. It was probably a foot away. If it would have went left a foot, they would have won the game. But... I picked Seattle to win. You guys know it's so hard for me to pick games correctly on Thursday night because I just I just don't know, man. I don't know what's up with me. But Seattle got this one, and the final score was 30-29, to 29, man. Shout out to Russell Wilson, though, who has been a great story this year, not only for his team but also in the NFL, man. Uh, for MVP, I would have him second. I still got Patrick Mahomes at, you know, one. But... Russell Wilson is right on his heels. In third place, I will have Christian McCaffrey. But Russell Wilson in this game threw four touchdowns, 268 passing yards, hooked up with Tyler Lockett for a beautiful touchdown in the back of the end zone, toe-tapping and all that. It was beautiful, man. Uh, Shout-out to Seattle, man. Next game, the Sunday sleep. We got the Panthers and the Jaguars. Um, This game... I wasn't 100% sure about who I was going to rock with, but uh, I did pick this game correctly, and it was the Carolina Panthers. Also in this game, Christian McCaffrey was a monster. 19 carries for 176 on the ground, two rushing TDs. Also did his thing receiving, man. This guy is a freaking beast. Six catches for 61 yards, leads the NFL in rushing and also scrimmage yards. Shout out to that boy CMC. And uh, shout-out to the Jaguars, man. They were, they were losing it, but they made a little comeback there. Obviously, we know about Gardner Minshew, the six-round QB of the Washington State. He's been doing his thing. Uh, I thought it was a really good game, but uh, shout-out to the Panthers as they got this W. Next game, Redskins-Patriots. I said last week as I was sitting in my kitchen recording episode 100, and um, I got a lot to talk about, too. After I talk about this game. But I said last week, I said if the Redskins beat the Patriots, the world is ending. And uh, they didn't. Final score was 33-7, New England. And um, this is crazy, man. Tom Brady threw three TDs. Sony Michelle had a rushing touchdown. Julian Edelman caught one. But uh, this is crazy. Obviously, Jay Gruden fired. And I'm going to get into that. But um, I do Uber, you know, here and there on the side. And... Uh, Sunday morning, I turn my Uber app on. I go to pick up these guys uh, from a hotel right across the street from my house. And uh, they were wearing Patriots uniforms, man. And they, uh, not uniforms, but jerseys. And um, I was talking to them a little bit. And uh, they're from New York. They're from Albany. And uh, originally, I believe they live in Boston. But um, they were telling me about how they traveled to one away game a year and they decided to pick this one i don't know why but hey i guess they probably never been to fedex so maybe that's why but i was talking to them and one guy he said he'd been a patriot fan since the 70s since they weren't even good so it's kind of good for him to see that the patriots are good man but i dropped those people off picked up another guy he was just going to tailgate dropped him off picked up two patriots fans 
Uh, they live in this area, and it was crazy, man. As I'm dropping these people off, it's so many blue jerseys there, man. So many Patriots jerseys at FedEx Field, man. I told people it was going to be a home game for the Patriots. You heard Tom Brady say it. You heard Josh Gordon say it. You even heard Bill Belichick say it. It was kind of overwhelming that the Patriots were at home. Uh, final score, as I mentioned, was 33-7. to But another big storyline is that head coach Jay Gruden was fired uh, early Monday morning. Um, I sensed this was coming, but I believe that Jay Gruden getting fired, this doesn't solve everything. Uh, shout out to my boy Jalen Hunter. He was talking about this on his podcast earlier this week, the Unpopular Podcast. Make sure y'all check that out if you haven't. Um, but he was just talking about how the Redskins are so poorly run. And I was just nodding my head in agreement, you know, in agreement with, and I was just like, yeah, the foundation is bad. It literally starts from up top, and I was talking about it because I think I said last week, like, Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder, because I got a question asked about it. How do you fix the Redskins? And I was like, the people at the top have to go. The unfortunate thing is Dan Snyder is one of the youngest owners in the NFL. He's the second youngest. Uh, the other youngest, he's he's the same age as Dan Snyder, 54, but he's only, like, a few months younger than him. So to put that in perspective... And as sad as to say is, Dan Snyder may not be going anywhere anytime soon. He's one of the youngest owners. A lot of these owners are, are very old, very um, elderly. And, you know, your Bob Crafts. And um, I believe the lady that owns the bear, she's the oldest. I believe her husband passed away, but she's one of the oldest. And a lot of these owners are, you know, 70s and even some in the 80s. Jerry Jones in the 70s. And I just, you know, Dan Snyder's not going anywhere unless he sells his team. He doesn't care, man. He's making his money. He's still getting paid. He's still getting paid regardless. Even though it was probably 75% Patriots fans in that arena, Dan Snyder was still getting paid. He doesn't care. And, you know, Bruce Allen, his pal, his friend, that's another problem. When you got your friend helping you run an organization, that's another problem. And they're just giving the guy a job because he's your man. He's your good man. You know what I'm saying? That's another problem. But Bruce Allen said in the press conference that, the culture is, is good still. Like He said it was a damn good culture here. And that is a lie. I don't know if you guys heard what Scott Van Pelt said the other night. But he was pretty much just saying, like, they're the problem. Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen, they're the problem. It's just the organization is just so poorly run. So no matter who they get, I don't see too much changing. And if, even if we do see a playoff appearance, it's just going to go back to, you know, the same old mediocre stuff unless they take a step back. They take a step back. Dan Snyder took over this draft, this past draft. He wanted to draft Dwayne Haskins. Unless he hires the right people and just takes a step back completely, this, there's no way this stuff can change. That's literally it. And I'm just saying this from, you know, people who are frustrated Redskins fans. Because I'm no longer a Redskins fan. I made, made that very clear last week. And I'm going to talk about the Chiefs. But... Yeah, the culture is bad. The organization is poorly run. Jay Gruden got fired. Yes, I do think he was a problem. He was, you know, a bit of a pushover coach. Uh, they say he was a player's coach, but he was a pushover coach. Uh, the stuff that was happening under his watch just wasn't right. Um, there's reports that saying he didn't like Dwayne Haskins or he wasn't, you know, too keen to draft Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I believe Jay did have to go, and I believe he was kind of hiding behind Sean McVay when the Redskins had, you know, a really good offense. 
high-powered offense, I believe he was hiding behind Sean McVay. Because Sean McVay was the play caller. He was. And it's just crazy that we saw, you know, so many um, head coaches that are doing well. Uh, you know, like Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shannon and Sean McVay, as I just mentioned, are doing so well that the Redskins had them in their building. And that, that just points up to, you know, the regime, the front office regime, regime and it's just bad. It just really is, man. Um, moving right along, we had the Titans and the Bills. I did say originally the Titans were going to win, but I didn't know if Josh Allen was going to play or not. Um, he was active. He did play, and the Bills did get this one. So uh, I'm taking my W for this. I can put an asterisk next to it if y'all want me to, but if Josh Allen was going to play, I would have no reason to even utter the word Titan out of my mouth. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving myself credit for this W. Next game, we had the Steelers and the Ravens. Another game I picked correctly. This game had a lot of drama in it. And um, a backup quarterback, Mason Rudolph, he went down. He was concussed in this game. And uh, they had to go to their third string in this game. And uh, I never even heard of this guy before he got in, man. <laughs> never heard of Devlin Hodges out of Samford. I've never heard of him. Um, he had to step in, and I'm pretty sure not too many people knew about him, unless you're a Steelers fan or a Sanford fan, as I just mentioned. But um, final score in this one was 26-23. Steelers did push the Ravens to the brink, but the Ravens did pull it out. And, yeah, final score 26-23. Next game, we had the Bengals and the Cardinals. This game actually ended up being close. Um... The Cardinals were up like 14-0. The Bengals roared back in this game. Tyler Boyd had a nice game for the Bengals. 10 catches, a buck 23. Uh, Kyler Murray, he didn't do a lot as far. He hasn't been throwing a lot of touchdowns, but it seems like he's always good for a rushing touchdown. And he had 10 carries for 93 yards and a TD in this game. Uh, shout out to the Cardinals. They did get their first win of the season. Next game, Texans and Falcons. Um, This game was a, a shootout. <laughs> it was a shootout. Final score was 53-32. to 32. And um, the Falcons have just been really disappointing. They dropped to 1-4. and four. Texans are 3-2. and two. Deshaun Watson had five touchdowns. I believe it was the first quarterback to throw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns while having five completions or less. And he incompletions, I'm sorry. He had, only had five incompletions. 28 out of 33 passing. Uh, Will Fuller was the real big story for the Texans. He had 14 catches for 217 yards, man. Uh, guy was really doing it. Uh, feel bad for my guy, Jeff. Uh, he's a big Falcons fan. But, uh, yeah, final score was 53-32. to 32. Next game, we have the Saints and the Bucks. I actually picked this one incorrectly. I picked the Bucks, and uh, I thought they had a chance to win. I really did, but I got to give credit when credit is due to the Saints, who have been playing really well without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater had four touchdowns in this game, threw two to Michael Thomas. And uh, shout-out to the Saints, man. I do think they'll still win the NFC South. Panthers will probably be on their heels the rest of the way. But uh, I think that's a good win for them, considering they're without Drew Brees, who should be back in a few weeks. Uh, but shout-out to the Saints, man. 31-24 was the final score. Next game, we had the Giants hosting the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, this is just another case of Kirk Cousins doing well against bad teams. 
It is. Kirk Cousins in this game only had five incompletions, 22 out of 27, 308 passing yards and two TDs. Um, his receiving core was calling him out, and Stephon Diggs reportedly wanted to get traded. Um, Kirk Cousins did a better job at getting him the ball. Adam Thielen had seven catches for a buck 30 and two TDs. Stephon Diggs only three catches for 44 yards. But, uh, you know, Kirk was called out, and Kirk Cousins does really well against bad teams. But he's horrible against good teams. Final score, 28-10. to 10. Next game, we have the Raiders taking on the Bears in London. And this game disappointed me for so many reasons. Um, but Josh Jacobs was the story for the Raiders. 26 carries, a buck 23 on the ground, and two TDs. This game was in London, as I mentioned. And Chase Daniel was starting for the uh, starter, Miss Trubisky. And... Um, he had two TDs, two picks. It just wasn't enough um, for the Bears to get the job done. And they lost this game, but they do have a bye next week. Uh, next game, we have the Eagles and the Jets. I'm pretty sure everybody knew that the Eagles were going to win. Final score in this game was 31-6. Um, Luke Falk, the third-string quarterback, was starting for the Jets. Uh, they will get a boost from Sam Darnold next week as they play against the Cowboys. Um, next game on uh, a 4 p.m. slate, we had the Chargers and the Broncos. I picked this one incorrectly. Um, I should have, I should have thought about this, you know, a little bit more carefully. I know Melvin Gordon was coming back off an of injury, but I should have took into consideration that this is a division game, and in division games, just about anything can happen. Final score was 20 to 13. Joe Flacco threw a TD. Philip Lindsay had a TD. And um, the Broncos did a really good job against the Chargers offense. No touchdowns for Phillip Rivers. Two interceptions for him. And uh, shout out to the Broncos, I suppose. <laughs> Next game, we had the Packers and the Cowboys. Uh, I want to say this. Um, Dak Prescott is not the answer. He is not that dude, man. He's, he's not. He's not. He's not that guy. He's not. I know the Cowboys did make a comeback in like the third quarter. But the story of this game was not Aaron Rodgers. It was not A.A.Ron. A.A.Ron Rodgers. It was Aaron Jones. A.A.Ron Jones. Who had four rushing TDs. He almost made me lose my fantasy game. <laughs> he had four TDs on the ground. 19 catches. I mean 19 carries. I'm sorry. And he even had seven catches for 75 yards receiving. He did it all in this game. The Packers were without number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams, which is one reason why I didn't think they would win. Um, but the Cowboys, they came up short in this game. They did make a valiant effort at the end. But 34-24 uh, was the final score. Packers win. And Aaron Rodgers has not lost a game at Cowboys Stadium. He's like 4-5-0. Uh, next game, we had the Sunday night slate. And that was the Chiefs hosting the Colts at Arrowhead. This was a game I picked incorrectly. Um, you guys control me if you want. Or oh, you a Chief fan. Or you made them lose. Or, or whatever you guys got to say. Uh, final score was 19-10 in this game. I'm sorry, 19-13. I'm sorry. And um, I've said on this program, on this podcast, that the Colts are not a bad team. They got some real players. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Marlon Mack is a solid running back. 
um, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, they're solid tight ends. Uh, their offensive line is pretty good. Quentin Nelson, who they drafted last year, he's really good, man. He, I believe, he's like an All-Pro. T.Y. Hilton is a he's he's a good receiver still. And uh, the defense, even without Darius Lennon and Malik Hooker, played really well. Willie really Stout, uh, Justin Houston, a former Chief, uh, he did a good job on the D line. Uh, but the Chiefs, man. Uh, what I got to say about them is uh, don't panic. I know they had a tough game against the Lions. I know they lost this game versus the Colts, but the Colts aren't bad, man. They're really well coached. Frank Wright's a really good coach. And I've been saying they're not bad. But on the flip side for the Chiefs, they are without Tyreek Hill still. They're without the left tackle, Eric Fisher. Sammy Watkins did go down in this game. Um, but they got to they gotta figure out a way to stop the run. Because uh, Marlon Mack was just gashing them. They got to figure it out. They got to figure out some type of success, scheme up some formula to stop the run. Because it didn't look good, man. I was just sitting there watching, just waiting for like Patrick Mahomes to make a play. But they were only rushing for the Colts, I'm referring to. They only rushed four, and they were still getting to Patrick Mahomes, who seemed like he had to make spectacular plays just to, you know, keep things going. But uh, the Colts, they did get this one. 19-13 was the final score. Monday Night Football, the last game of Week 5, we had the 49ers hosting the Browns. And I picked the 49ers to win, but I didn't think this game was going to go like that. Final score was 31-3, to and it was just a mess. Uh, but I, I'm known, and a lot of you know, that the Browns' offensive line isn't very good. Uh, Baker Mayfield seemed to be under pressure during every drop back. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner. I like that D-line for the 49ers. Their front seven is pretty gangster, if you ask me. I like their front seven. Quan Alexander, D-Ford are also a part of that. I do like it. Um, But for the Browns, I don't know if it's time to panic. They're 2-3. and three. It's still kind of early, but um, that offensive line, I don't think it can, it can get better unless you make a trade. And... Yeah, I think the players are going to get frustrated. Odell Beckham, only two catches for 27 yards. He has to be a little frustrated. And I'm sure they all just want to win, man. They're really competitive guys on that team. Uh, they were without both of their corners, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, for another game. So, um, you know, they will get them back eventually. That's going to be a plus. But uh, that offensive line, I don't think they can solve that. I really don't. And that's my concern. I think they'll be on the cusp. I think they'll be in the playoff hunt. But I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. I really don't. And, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. Like I said, only two and three. Still pretty early in the season. I've seen crazy things. Seen teams go on six, seven game win streak. So, you know. And their schedule does get easier. Um, like after like week eight, it does get easier. So, uh, also good news for the Browns. Moving on. Week 6 predictions. Here we go, man. Uh, let's see how I do this week. Alright, so week 6 tonight, we have the Thursday Nighter. And this is the Patriots hosting the New York Giants. Um, This is another game where I think if the Giants win, um, if they beat the Patriots tonight, the world's going to end. Uh, the Giants are without Saquon Barkley, who's still out with that ankle sprain. Uh, Evan Ingram is also out. Sterling Shepard is also out. The backup running back, Wayne Galman, is also out. I'm going with the Patriots to win this one. They are back at home in Foxborough. They don't lose often there. I'm going with New England.
Sunday, we have another game in London. It is the Panthers and the Buccaneers. A couple of weeks ago, I believe back on week two, the Bucs beat the Panthers. But this time around, I think it's going to be different. The Buccaneers do have two injuries on the offensive line. And the Panthers' defense has been really good, really stout. I'm rocking with Carolina to get this W. Next game, we have the Redskins at Dolphins. Wow, I don't even know about this game. Um, I haven't really... Haven't really thought about it. If the Redskins can't beat the Dolphins, I don't I don't know what to say, but I'm gonna take the skins to beat the Dolphins. Uh next game, we have the Eagles at Vikings. Um, this is Kirk Cousins against a good team. Uh, I know the Eagles secondary isn't that good. Um, but I'm gonna take the Eagles to win this one. I'm gonna take the Eagles to win this one. Should be a good game. Uh next game, we have the Texans at Chiefs. Mmm. Um, wow, um, ooh, this is going to be a good game, and I do think it potentially has all the makings of a shootout, but right now, I'm leaning Texans, I'm going to take Houston, next game, we have the Saints at Jaguars, I'm going New Orleans, but I don't think that the Jags are going to make it easy on the Saints, uh, but I'm going to take the Saints, uh, next game, we have the Seahawks at Browns. Should be another good game. Um, I'm gonna take. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. This is a West Coast team traveling east. Seahawks do have a few extra. I'm gonna take Seattle. I'm gonna take Seattle. Uh, next game, Bengals at the Ravens. I'm gonna take Baltimore to win this one. The Bengals are really bad. I don't know when they're gonna get their first W of the season. If they get one, I don't know when it's gonna happen. Uh, next game, 49ers at Rams. This should be a good one. Um, I don't know if I can see the Rams losing three straight. Whew. But if they do, in fact, lose three straight, they're in trouble. Um, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, next game, Falcons at Cardinals. Wow, this probably is like a cold red game for Dan Quinn. If he loses to the Cardinals... He probably, he might get fired. Um, Falcons, Cardinals. See, it's a, a lot of games are like toss-up games this week. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons. I think they could bounce back and get a win against the Cardinals. Uh, next game, Cowboys at Jets. Jets do get Sam Darnold back, as I mentioned earlier. But I'm going to take, I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas. I did say last week if they lose, it's going to be my last time picking them. But they're playing the Jets, so. Expect them to get a win. Uh, next game, Titans at Broncos. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans, a team I hate picking to win games. But, hey, I'm going to take the Titans. And in the Sunday nighter, we have the Steelers at the Chargers. I don't know the status of Mason Rudolph yet. Uh, but I'm going to take the Chargers. And then Monday night football, we have the Lions at Packers. This is another one of those games. I'm going to take the Lions. I'm gonna take the Lions. They're coming off a bye week. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Detroit, man. That's what I'm rocking with. And on buys this week, we have the Bills, the Bears, the Colts, and the Raiders. And that is episode number 101. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Want to thank everybody for the continued love and the support. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, you know, shout out to all the DC teams that's doing their thing. Shout out to the Nats. Uh, go mix this tonight. 
Um, but I really appreciate everybody that's been tuning in. It's been rocking with me, man. I really, really appreciate it. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 101 is done. Peace.